love. This was the word that changed the trajectory of my faith journey. When I was a freshman in high school, I had just experienced loss for the first time when a classmate had been killed. And I had a lot of deep heart questions. I didn't know at that point if I believed in God, but in desperation, I asked my questions anyway. Why am I here? Why did you create us into a world with so much pain? What is life about? One day while asking these questions on my bed, I felt the answer all the way through me. It was the clearest I've ever heard from God. And it was one word, love. It didn't exactly answer my questions, but it made sense of them all somehow. I am because God loves me. The purpose of my life is to love others. Love is why we are all here and what we are all to do. The answer is love. At the beginning of this gospel passage, Jesus invites us to abide in his love. This is a continuation of Jesus's sermon from last week, where he described himself as the true vine and invited his disciples to abide in him just as branches abide in the vine and they bear fruit. It's such a beautiful image. The command Jesus gives to abide is only used a couple of times in the gospels. One other time is when Jesus asks his disciples in his moment of greatest need in the garden of Gethsemane, the night before he's killed, to remain with him, abide with him, and stay awake. At heart, this is an invitation to deep intimacy with God. Abide like the word abode, home. As the message translation puts it, Jesus invites us to make our home in God's love. Abide in my love. Make your home in my love. Rest here. Just to be clear, let me point out one thing that Jesus doesn't say. Jesus doesn't say, do things for my love. He doesn't say, read your Bible every day so that I'll love you. Say the right prayers, have the right theology, achieve to earn my love. This is hard for me because I am very oriented towards achievement and approval. As a child, I knew what I needed to do to get the highest grades and the top honors. Even in objectively unimportant things, like my fantasy basketball league, which I'm slated to win today. I have lost sleep thinking through my strategy and how to earn the most points to win my matchups. And so certainly with the big things, like God's love, I have felt like I needed to do or to achieve in order to earn it. But God's love doesn't work that way. There's nothing that can be done to earn God's love because God is giving it away. It's one of the ways that Jesus turned the world upside down. 
the most valuable thing in the universe, the love of God, the full acceptance and embrace of you just the way you are, is not something you can buy or earn. It is a free gift from God. We need only to accept it, to abide in it, to make our home in God's love. Rest here. This invitation is so simple, you might miss it. It reminds me of the story of Naaman in the Old Testament. He was very powerful and wealthy, but he had a skin condition, leprosy. And he traveled a long way to Israel to see a prophet in hopes that the prophet of God might heal him. When the prophet sent a servant to Naaman and to tell him that he just needs to wash in the river and be cured, Naaman was actually angry and he left saying that he expected something more impressive. He had expected the prophet himself, not a servant, to come out and to call on the name of God and to wave his hands. He didn't want to hear that all he needed to do was something mundane like washing in a river. His servants had to convince him saying, if the prophet had commanded you to do something difficult, would you not have done it? How much more when all he asked you was to wash and be clean? How much we can be like Naaman, the thing that you've been searching for, being fully known all the way through and yet fully loved is actually right in front of you. You don't need to jump through any hoops. Jesus says, all you need to do is abide in my love. Make your home in my love. Rest here. One of my college roommates introduced me to the idea of an all-encompassing hug. How it works is that the person requesting the hug crosses her arms in like this. And then the other person gives her a full and all-encompassing embrace. It was the type of hug that's perfect when you don't have much to give, but you just want to soak in the love from each other. Abiding in God's love is kind of like accepting an all-encompassing hug from God. We don't need to meet God halfway. In Jesus, God came all the way to us. The almighty creator became part of creation, a human being, in order to be close to us and died so that we might live. God isn't asking us to do anything in return, just to abide in this love, to feel the all-encompassing hug of God around us. As many of you know, Hyatt and I welcomed our baby Amara in November. Becoming her mother has given me deeper insight into this truth. There is nothing at all that she needs to do in order for me to love her. In fact, there's nothing she even could do. The love that I have for her is so much deeper than that. And there are few things that bring me more joy than when she abides in my love when she soaks in a hug or a kiss, when she falls asleep and rests in my arms. And this is just a small taste 
an imperfect reflection of God's perfect love for us. The first John passage says that we are born of God. God birthed us. God is our perfect mother. Whether or not you had a loving relationship with your earthly mother, God's motherly love for us is full and complete. As this Jesus storybook Bible describes it, God loves us with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Although we don't need to do anything to earn God's love, Jesus does describe how abiding in God's love will change us. We will know that we are abiding in God's love if we are loving others. The love of God and the love of our neighbors is all tied up together because we are all made in the image of God. We are all God's children. God's love is multiplying, not limiting. It is not a love that excludes or judges or leaves anyone out. If someone has ever told you that God won't love you unless, it isn't true. If anyone has ever told you that God will only love you if, it isn't true. God loves you already. And we have no place in telling anyone else that they need to do or to be a certain way to be deserving of love. No one is canceled from Jesus's love. Let's try taking a moment together to intentionally abide in God's love. To pray, but in the quiet way where you don't have to talk, just to listen to God. You need only to receive the all-encompassing hug of God's love. If you can, wherever you are, settle yourself into a comfortable position. If it feels good to you, you can close your eyes and just hear these truths from God for you this morning. You, my child, are beautifully and wonderfully made. I will rescue you. I will protect you for you acknowledge my name. You will call upon me and I will answer you. I will be with you in trouble. I will deliver you and honor you. With long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. For even if the mountains walk away and the hills fall to pieces, my love won't walk away from you. My covenant commitment of peace won't fall apart. This is how God showed his love for us. He sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. This is the kind of love we are talking about. 
not that we once upon a time loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage that they've done to our relationship with God. Abide in my love. Make your home in my love. Rest here. May we today and always abide in the love of God and grow each day in our love of one another. Amen.